Thank you for joining me. This is episode 30 here with the Stephanie Lanes Institute. Tonight's conversation will be about repairing and preparing skin. My name is Stephanie Lanes. Thank you so much for joining me, licensed esthetician. I have been licensed now 19 years. I come every Tuesday night in Clubhouse and I record for my podcast, our esthetician chat, where we discuss things specifically having to do with estheticians and the aesthetics business, beauty business as well. I do have pinned in our Clubhouse my last episode, which is definitely being listened to. And it was titled, We Are Damaging Our Clients. And that was episode 29. Tonight, we are recording episode 30. So we're going to go a deep dive into understanding repairing and preparing skin, specifically for what the goals are in the skin. If you have not seen the young lady, that was what I talked about in my last Periscope, the young lady who had a chemical peel. Uh, let's, let me back up. She had a microdermabrasion and then dermaplane and then three passes of the TCA. And now weeks later, she now has a full fungal infection that is happening in those damaged skin. And unfortunately for her, the fungal infection has now moved above the repair of the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. I have seen the befores and now looking at the afters, I am in my mind saying that this is going to take a few years to correct, even though it only took a few minutes to damage. But let's take a step back from not only the issues that I'm having specifically with aggressive peels, but the lack of education that we have when it comes to higher Fitzpatrick's, meaning darker skin tones, and then understanding you have to repair before you take that step to chemical peels. And a lot of us do not understand the acid mantle. The acid mantle is our natural barrier that protects our skin. And many of us are not understanding that has to be repaired before we go aggressive. The other thing we have to keep in mind when you're working with darker skin tones is TCA is your last place to go. It is not your first place to go. So if we are looking at skin as a whole and we're understanding our aesthetic understanding of education, TCA was a chemical peel I never touched in all of my 19 years. I have never given a TCA to any of my clients because it was not needed. And the bigger picture here comes from level of education and understanding skin histology and skin response. The reason a lot of us get into trouble with chemical peels is because we think it's a one trick pony. We think it's a one-stop shop. We think that whatever peel we put on someone, everyone's going to have the same result. And that is not absolutely true, right? Everyone's skin is different. When I had my Jesner, and my TCA, that was a 10-layer Jesner. If you understand Jesners, Jesners are a combination of glycolic, lactic, and sal with resorcinol. I had 10, sorry, nine applications of that peel over and over and over again. So all nine applications happened, and the last final 10th layer was the TCA. TCA is self-neutralizing. But before we got to that point, I prepared my skin for four months on inhibitors. I prepared my skin to accept acids. I did that for four months. I did every two weeks to prepare for that level of peel. So that one, my skin was not shocked. It was not shocked and, and freaked out. What I'm seeing on social media is you have a lot of people 
who are not understanding, you have to first repair the asset mantle before you proceed with aggression. If their asset mantle is not in great shape, whatever you do will add to your damage. So if we go to the conversation of this young lady, and many of you have no, no understanding the, the, the thing, I'm watching this procedure. It's on my Facebook page. I watched the procedure because it was done. The woman recorded it. I watched it, right? The woman who's getting the TCA is, is blowing and cussing because that's how much fire is happening. Not to say that I was not wanting to cuss. I was actually a model in front of a class, but my eyes were watering. My nose was running. You know, Pamela Springer did my peel. She does not believe in fans because she said your skin has to accept the acids the way they do it. Most people force the acids into the skin by fanning the skin. But if you truly want to have a great result, you cannot fan it in. You have to understand your skin has been prepared so it will accept what it recognizes. The whole purpose of you being on an inhibitor is to suppress those melanocytes because the minute you damage skin, melanocytes release from the dermis. Like, oh, I got to go protect. The reason you suppress them is so when you do a harsh and aggressive peel, those melanocytes do not activate. That is why you constantly are preparing your skin. So I understand from an esthetician point of view and from a recipient, I got one. I know I was fire. It was fire. It was fire. This situation, the reason why it's so disheartening is because her fungal infection is now going to take the top space as far as emergency responses. Why do we have an issue with fungus now? Most people don't think about when you damage or get damaged from a chemical peel that your skin will respond and fungus would start to grow. But many of you don't understand what is happening in the skin and the reason why the fungus is flourishing, right? If you understand what happened to this woman, the TCA was applied three times. So let's start with the, with the dermaplane. So she took a scalpel and physically, mechanically removed the acid mantle, which was her protection, her barrier. Then on top of that, she did multiple classes of the dermant, diamond tip microdermabrasion, which was already causing the skin to respond because that is a controlled wound. The skin was being damaged because once the barrier is gone, there was nothing to protect it. Then we have our first layer of the TCA. TCA is burns. It destroys skin. It has nothing to do with speeding up cell cycle or none of that. It is to remove keratinized cells at a very fast rate. That is its job. Then she had the second layer. So that's another fire, right? Fire on fire. And then we ended the third level. That's another level of fire. She ended this with a kitchen made peppermint oil and tea tree. Tea tree is not made for the face. We don't even know what. Anyway, that was used on top in a waterless or aqueous solution. Now we have a reigniting of all three layers of that peel once the barrier is gone. So she had a true chemical burn. We are no longer peeling anymore. We're now chemical burn, right? So if you understand burn skin, you understand how skin heals, you understand the scabbing process, right? A lot of us like to pick scabs. We remember what scabs because they're hard, right? They're protective. They're protecting that skin. But what happens under scabs, especially when it comes to the face and especially when you're still using products, there's water that's being trapped in those keratinized dead epidermal skin and layers. Fungus loves to grow in dark 
damp places. So now she has a fungal infection that's happening under those hardened, keratinized, scabbed skin. Because that skin is not peeling off. That skin, that scab is now her acid mantle. So of course, it's not going to release, it's not going to protect, it's always protecting. So everything that's happening underneath that scab, underneath that barrier is now fungal. That fungal infection will continue until those keratinized cells are removed. The horrible issue that I have with this entire process is that once a fungus sets in, now we got to go to antifungal creams. We got to go to medications. We got to go to things that are going to continue to irritate the skin and not allow it to heal. So now we have a fungal infection on top of the chemical peel, which is actually pretty common, but it's her face. So when I talk about preparing the skin and repairing the skin, most of our clients come to us already damaged. We are so impatient and we want that money so fast that we will go to alpha, beta, and chemical peels to correct when a chemical peel, a TCA, a Jesner, a modified Jesner, that's your last place to go. It should never be your first. You work your way up to that if it's needed. If it's needed. So in order for you to assess a client, you got to do a full client consultation to actually see if that skin can tolerate what you think in your mind, what you need to do to correct it. Your skin will always tell you what it can take and what it won't take. But we don't want to repair it first. We don't even want to get it balanced. When the reason when we talk about client consultations, the reason we start looking at what the client has been using on a daily basis, what the skin has been coming in contact with is because obviously whatever they're using, the skin does not like. This is why when I did client consultations, I would have them bring in their products, everything they use from their makeup to SPF, to cleanser, to bring it in a baggie. I got to have it in front of me. Tell me how you're using it. How often are you using it? How old is this product? When did you buy this product? How long has this sat underneath your shelf? Like I needed to see what you were applying to your skin daily before I come in and say, I can do A, B, and C. That's part of my repair process. So anyone that came into my business, I already assumed they were damaged. I treated everybody like they're damaged. My goal was to repair you before I could reassess you to see if even just repairing your skin would be taking care of the condition of your skin. Because some people needed just to understand you need to wash your face every day. You need to use products that are actually for your skin type. You would not believe how many people would come to me saying they have acne, but they did not have acne. So what they do is they used acneic products, but they never had acne. Occasional blemishes, hormonal blemishes are not acne, but they would be using heavy, heavy, heavy acne products because they assumed they had acne. Most of my consultations were correcting their daily care because what happens in daily care? That is where the skin is changed. We have to get out of the mindset of thinking we're, we're changing skin every 30 days. We are not. The change and the correction comes from daily application. So I have to now look at what you're doing on a daily basis and correct that first. Then I got to repair your skin. I got to reassess. Then I might use a different modality. But we don't want to do that. 
We like the clients that come in and say, well, I want a chemical peel. And we're not willing to tell them that they don't need one. But we're also not willing to tell them in order for me to get your skin correct, I have to repair all the damage you've done. And believe it or not, I repaired a lot of damage from other estheticians because they were damaging their clients because they never repaired that ass and mantle. So if you understand repair and where it falls in, then from the beginning, it will always be a part of your protocol. But we can't say, I'm going to take this service and I'm going to do this on all the clients. You can't do that. That is not aesthetics. That is not skincare. That is not what we're doing. My whole goal was always to do client consultations. I even, every client that came to me, I always did a consult. I'm always putting them under a mag lamp. I'm always testing their dehydration level. I'm always doing that because it will change. And you would not believe the ones who thought they knew it all and would go to someplace else or go to an over-the-counter and talk to someone and say, oh yeah, you need to add this to yours. And then they would add it to them. And I say, wait, 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 are we still using this cleanser, this serum, this moisturizer? Oh no, I added this. I'm sorry, ma'am. Why did we add this? Who told you to add this? Oh, I went over to this place and they said that I needed this. No, ma'am, we're on, we're on a program. So now we're going to start over because you added a product that I did not approve and was not a part of your program. So now you have re-erased all of my work. So now we got to start over. No, no, yes. I'm repairing you because I want to, we're in agreement. We made an agreement when we took our pictures of the befores. You showed me on these pictures what you wanted to repair, right? Yes. But then you went and you added something else that had nothing to do with what we were repairing. So we got to start over now. That conversation with most of the clients that went out there and tried to go rogue were my staple clients. They became my clients from now on. There was no questions when they paid the 250 facial. There was no questions when I told them all my services were in cash. There was no questions anymore because I was preparing their skin to be the best it could be. I understood the correcting had nothing to do with the peel, nothing to do with enzymes, nothing to do with chemical peels. I needed to get your acid mantle balanced first. Then I can test it to see what it can handle. But most of us are shocking the skin first with very aggression, with a lot of peels, a lot of fire. And then we come back and say, well, maybe they can't handle it. You think? The skin is an organ. The skin is an organ. If you can train your clients to understand what exactly you're doing and why it's important for them to do home care, and it's a team effort, then they'll get the results that they want. It's our job to explain it to them, to get them to understand they can get the results that they want. But a lot of us are not retailing. We don't understand the power of retail. We don't understand the ingredients in the products that they're using. And we don't understand the ingredients that we're using in our back bar or even the, what we're selling in our retail. The last podcast, I talked about how we affect the pH. The pH is what everything is balanced. We get so hung up on these peels. Oh, I'm using a 30%. The 30% has nothing to do with the efficacy of the peel. 30% is saying 30% out of 100 is lactic acid. So there's only 30% of lactic acid in this peel. That's what it's saying. We should be more focused on the pH because that's where the change will happen. Oh, I'm using a 50% lactic. Do you mean that, that uh, if you understand peels and ingredients, that means that 50% of the ingredients in this peel are only lactic acid. That's it. 
That doesn't mean it's stronger. Oh, I, I, I need you to, to take some training and to understand what you have at your fingertips. If we can affect the pH so greatly, then you would not want to affect it that greatly. You would want to stay conservative. You would want to wait and see how the skin responds. Then you can move into preparing for a very simple process. And this includes microdermabrasion. This includes dermaplane. This includes a, uh, AHA or BHA. Like you got to prepare the skin for these. You can't just take someone off the street and just do a microdermabrasion. No. But we are so stuck in the mindset of I have to get the money and the clients are going to leave me if they don't, if they, you know, don't get what they want. They're coming in asking for what they want. That was one of the reasons why I got rid of service menus. There was no purpose in me having a service menu. Year 10, I went away with service menus. I only have one facial. You're just going to pay for my time. I'm going to give you exactly what you need. So they can't come in to me and say, well, here's your service menu. And I want this chemical peel. There's no chemical peel for you to have. Oh, I'm going to treat your skin in what's presented to me today. So your time, you're paying me for my time. I'm just going to give you what your skin needs. That's why I went away from, from service menus. That's why even still, I had someone else repost my YouTube that I recorded over what, five, six years ago, talking about get rid of your menu because it boxes you in. This is not a restaurant. People can't come in and tell you what they want. You as the professional have to say, oh, okay, let's do an analysis and see where your skin is. Let's see your hydration level. Let's see how dehydrated you are on the surface. Let's see how you're responding to that vitamin A, that vitamin C, maybe a BHA or AHA. Let's see what the skin is doing. That's why we analyze it. So when I decided to get rid of my service menus and have people pay me for my time, every time they saw me, I was correcting what was presented. But again, that comes with time and education. I'm not using a recipe. I'm not using a protocol. I'm letting the skin tell me what it needs. But the skin, I will tell you this right now, none of my clients' skin told me that I need to go take a TCA and apply three layers and then do dermaplane. I'm sorry, do der dermaplane first and then do microdermabrasion and then do three TCAs. No one's skin ever said that. No one's skin will ever say that. Because you have to understand if you can read skin, if you can look at the skin and say, oh my gosh, okay, so this is exactly what the skin needs. Most clients need hydration. So I'm going to hydrate first. If you understand skin, then you don't need to go super aggressive. I'm scraping the skin off because it's dirty. The skin is not dirty. Like I, I really wish sometimes, and, and there's so many people, I had a teacher that came in today to my, to the, to the office here. And they were like, Stephanie, I would love to set up a program with you to bridge the gap between our graduates. And when they get a job, like the way you speak is so specific that they need this kind of education. And I told him, I said, you know, I'm not cheap. 19 years, you're going to pay for that 19 years of experience. I said, no, I would love to do that because I do think there's a huge gap between graduation, right? And when you get a job, because the job is only training you to do the job for that specific location. A lot of the people who leave school and then go open their own space, you're stuck because you have no opportunity to actually get educated on skin. We connect with skincare companies and we learn their products, but we're not learning education.
for me, I am passionate about education. Like I want to understand the layers of the skin. I want to understand the differences in chemical peels and, 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 and TCAs and resource and all. I want to understand what happens. I want to understand how to repair someone who has an extreme burn. How do I get them back to normal? How do I repair that acid mantle? How do I get acid mantle training? How do I know when the acid mantle is imbalanced? That's where I come from. That has nothing to do with products. That literally has to do with what exactly you're looking at. And until we can understand and acknowledge what we're looking at is the reason we are damaging our clients is because we don't recognize what we're looking at. We don't know what it looks like for the skin to have surface dehydration. A lot of us don't have correct mag lamps. A lot of us don't have a woods lamp. I swear every esthetician, I tell them every time someone talks to me, I ask, do you have a woods lamp? What's a woods lamp? Oh God. The woods lamp will tell you more than anything that you need, even better than a mag lamp. You put that woods lamp over that skin, that skin will tell you where this dehydrated, where the oil pockets are, where the melasma is, where the sun damage is. It'll tell you that in one minute. I love woods lamps because they are the honest truth. My naked eye cannot do a correct assessment. I need a woods lamp. You need a woods lamp. Google a woods lamp. That should be in your arsenal. When you do consultations and you do your services, the fact that you use a woods lamp should be charged in that service price because not every esthetician is going to use a woods lamp and you need that. That should be a part of your arsenal. No different than your mag lamp, no different than your steamer. That should be a part, that's a staple that you have to have. So when you understand what you're looking at, then you know if that client is truly oily, you know, if they're surface dehydrated, you understand where their sun damage is and how deep it is. Cause the woods lamp will tell you that too. But that goes back to consultations. That goes back to assessing the skin. You can't just say, I'm going to do this, 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 and not look at the skin. You can't, it, it doesn't work. So when I used to do my master classes and I would have estheticians, I usually work about 10 to 12 of them. They would bring their service menu in and I would tell them, okay, so what is it that you want people to do? What do you want them to do? Do you want them to pay for your time? Do you want them to pay for your expertise? Do you want them to pay for the products you're using? Like, what is it that you want? What is the goal of the service menu? Because most of you are not charging correctly anyway. So when we do Angela Green's cost per service, they were working for free anyway. So I'm like, okay, let's start all the way over. So if I'm going to command $100 an hour, that breaks down to uh, 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 for every 60 minutes, I'm going to charge $1.50. Then let's start there. If I need to make $100 an hour, then let's go backwards. Let's understand our cost per service. Let's understand how much it costs to do the service. And then let's understand why you have to customize it. Because I'm going to show you how to do things that not everybody's going to do, but you got to charge for that. So if I'm doing nothing but repairing, if I'm repairing, 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 you got to charge for that. If I'm doing assessments with my woods lamp and I'm truly looking at your skin and I'm making notes and I'm taking my pictures and my befores and afters, you got to charge for that. And that is way more than the money that you guys are getting for these peels. When I did chemical peels before, and I even used TCA, they still were three or $400 per peel. Because again, that was my last resort. That was for that stubborn hyperpigmentation that just would not do anything. I needed to get it to change. 
but we're so stuck. We, we, we are so stuck and it's so sad for me to see it because there are still some estheticians who are doing phenomenal skincare, who are doing all of those things. They're doing client assessments. They have woods lamps. They are understanding the importance of skincare. They're providing the home care. They have a lot of partnerships with their clients. But then some of you guys are really struggling with this because you don't understand that it is a team effort. If you are not retailing the products to correct the skin, you are not doing skincare. The skincare happens at home. If you only see me 12 times a year, but you apply products 365 days out of the year, your change will happen with your daily application. So now my focus is on making sure you're staying to that 365 applications that every day you're doing it. But we focus on that. Oh, they come to me every month and I'm going to do this and do that and do this, which is fine. But if you're truly correcting and repairing and preparing, it happens with daily use. It doesn't happen once a month. And that is why, and I go back to this damage that we're going to have to watch and play out that this girl had such, a, such aggressive damage is because she was not prepared. There was no daily application of anything to prepare her skin. Now that she has a fungal infection, they're definitely going to be using some antibiotics to get it calmed down, which is also going to add to the problem of the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation because most antifungals, especially when you have a compromised barrier, is going to add more post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. But the sad thing out of all of this is in order for this to be corrected, she's going to have to have some more peels. She's going to have to get all of those keratinized cells off of her face. And it cannot happen with microdermabrasion. It cannot happen with dermaplane. It's going to have to happen with chemical peels. And I'm not just talking about enzymes that have AHA or BHA. No, I'm talking about chemical peels. That is the only way that's going to correct this. And for her, it's going to be some years. This is not going to happen in a few months. And that's why it's important to understand when you look at certain things like this and you see someone's progression and damage, you should in your mind be saying, if this was my client and if this is something I caused, the first place I'm going to go to to correct this type of damage is going to be home care. It's not going to be them coming in. Because this young lady is not going to be able to go out into the sun until her barrier is back halfway decent. And that can take a month or two. So she's going to have to be fully covered. She's going to have to constantly wear sun protection. She's going to have to constantly wear a hat. She's going to be very careful to any overexposed to the sun. But that should be tricking, you know, triggering your mind to say, if this was my client and she came to me, or if this was a person that came to me asking me for correction, what is the first thing that I'm going to do? Like that should be something that you should be thinking about because these, even though that's extreme, you will have people come to you that need repair. And do you understand how to fix it, how to repair it? Or are you in so go mode that all you want to do is, 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 I call it churn and burn. All you want to do is churn and burn people. Like you love dermaplane, so you want to dermaplane everybody. Not everybody needs to be dermaplane. But can you as an esthetician fix or correct or repair what is presented to you? Can you sit down and figure that out? Can you put a plan together for three months, six months, nine months, and a year to repair? Because here's the thing. A lot of people can, I should say a lot of estheticians can do microdermabrasion. They can do dermaplane. They can do chemical peels. 
but can you correct what you're doing? If you are that type of esthetician, can you correct it? If it does go wrong, if that skin does not respond the way it should, can you fix it? Because here's, let's go to the bigger picture. These two estheticians that are in Atlanta that are, are popular right now, one is going through a lawsuit. That gentleman is selling, suing that esthetician for 500 grand. It'd probably go up close to a million if that laser response does not stimulate the melanocytes in the hypo because he now is hypopigmented. So if this laser is unable to stimulate those melanocytes, that lawsuit probably will go up to a million. This other woman has not started a lawsuit, but I have a feeling a lawsuit will be ensued definitely because of the amount of damage that she has. But do you understand the bigger picture? If they could have offered help to repair the damage they caused, these situations would be very, very different. How do I know that? Because I have repaired someone who was damaged at a school from a chemical peel, and I did services for her for free. So I know what it looks like to have someone's skin falling off of them as you're gently washing their face and their skin is on the sponges and the skin is in the water that you're using because the peel was that deep. I know what it looks like. I know what it looks like to tell someone and her mother that you're going to have a lot of issues if we don't fix this very quickly. I know what it looks like. I've seen the filaments come out. I've seen what happens when you burn the skin that fast. Thank God she, she allowed me to help repair her. I reached out to her on Facebook and she was in tears. Young girl, young girl. She was what, 22? So I know what it's like to repair someone that was damaged from someone else, which is why I, I overemphasize when you understand aesthetics and skincare, it's not just repair and prepare, it will be fixing. It will be repairing someone else's damage. It may be repairing that client's damage because they went out and bought something, but are you willing to do it? Are you interested in understanding how to reverse everything that was applied and go backwards? That's what excites me. And believe it or not, because I did it on Facebook years ago and I showed everybody her progression, there was people reaching out to me and I don't even, I don't see clients anymore. But I was willing to show that you can repair something that happens from damage this bad. You can do it. But you have to be willing to take and, and, and willing to do education. Education right here is the key to all of this. You gotta be willing to take education-based classes that understand skin. I mean, basic. The reason I'm doing my summit next year in April is because I want to provide estheticians with basic education. I'm very excited for everyone who's partnering for us because they train in basic education. When I talk about peptides, people are like, what's peptides? Peptides are in everything that we use, but we don't understand them, do we? No. When you start talking about chemical peels and higher Fitzpatrick's, you know, I said this, my last Paris, my last, you know, uh, clubhouse, you would never do a TCA on rosacea skin. However, we're doing TCAs on Fitzpatrick's four, five, and six. Fitzpatrick's four and five sits should be treated like a rosacea client. If you wouldn't use TCA on a rosacea client, then why would you use a TCA on a Fitz four, five, and six? Huh? Oh, we just like doing that. We, 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 we want to get aggressive because we think this is the thing to do. 
I always parallel darker skins with rosacea. If you wouldn't do one on rosacea skin, then you're not going to do it on darker skin tones. That's it. Period. Point blank. You can work your way up to it, but you're not going to start off with that. All right, guys, I'm past my 30 minutes here on my podcast. Thank you guys so much. This is episode number 30. You can go ahead and listen to all the other ones. Uh, I will see you guys on my next clubhouse. For those of you guys who...